Welcome to Get Off the Treadmill podcast for business leaders, where we are relentless about helping small business owners get off the treadmill and make meaning too. I'm Sandy Corrigan, and we are going to dive into another conversation that helps us make more money in less time, get off the treadmill, and rehumanize every business leader by giving you your brain back. Hi, this is Sandy Corrigan with another episode of Get Off the Treadmill podcast for business leaders. In April, in our three to five clubs, we're talking about freedom mapping. And I love that we call this freedom mapping. We used to call this process mapping. But I love the fact that we have a tool that actually helps us as business owners get off the treadmill so we can have more freedom and choice. Now, freedom mapping consists of several elements. It consists of self-management, role clarity, productivity, commitment letters, training, incentives, metrics, and process clarity. So basically the freedom mapping is our core to productivity and the highest empowered teams or even just those of us that are highly empowered to run a successful and profitable and freedom and choice giving business want to implement things like freedom mapping to give us that freedom and choice. Freedom mapping helps me look at what is the highest and best use of my time and helps every member on my team or in my company ask that same question. In fact, we want to be able to create participation age organizations, companies, businesses, where the people that are in our businesses really consider themselves stakeholders. They really have ownership. They're self-managed. They can make decisions. They feel like they have freedom and creativity and autonomy and mastery especially the people, you know, sometimes on the front lines that maybe in organizations we tend to see as people are just told what they do. But what if we flip that around and ask those people, what would you do in this situation? I remember going to a leadership event with a company that I was with. A leader from a big seafood company came in. We had several leaders from companies come in to talk about how they ran their businesses. And I remember this particular seafood company was having trouble in a couple of their areas in terms of their sales being really inconsistent. So the people in the ivory tower got together, they came up with all their solutions, and then they took it to the people on the front line. And before they implemented it, one smart leader asked a question, and that was, what would you do to increase consistency in our sales? And that one of the individuals who was just on the line every day said, we have to get back to the recipe that we used to use where we sold pounds and pounds and pounds of this product. And the person said, what was that recipe? And they got that recipe out and they implemented that particular recipe in one of their seafood mixes and ended up creating this tremendous consistency in sales. But if they'd never asked the person who was right there every day, day in and day out with the client, they probably would have continued to implement ideas that were not as successful. So freedom mapping helps us be able to give freedom and choice to the people that we work with as well to create processes and systems. (laughs) Uh, The best of us get tongue-tied sometimes so that we can repeat great results and that we can fix things that are broken. So when we look at freedom mapping, we want to create three sets of maps, basically. One is that macro map. And that macro map is really 
used for the highest and best use of time. We can use it for training and retraining. We can use it for sales presentations or client onboarding, let clients know, you know, what we're about and how they fit into that process and how we serve them through that process. And so that's really your high level. If you look at what are all the buckets of an organization, you might have things like marketing, production, you know, those big, big buckets are your macro map. And then each of those buckets have things called micro maps. And those micro maps are the pieces of that bucket that make up that bucket. So in advertising, for example, you might have 12 different ways that you market and advertise. And so you would have a map with that label on it. And then behind that, we have our process descriptions. So Tom and I've had a real estate company for many years, and we had a big team at one time. We have a smaller team now by choice. But at one time, we had a fairly large real estate team, and we process mapped everything because we were in a three to five club 11 years ago. And we had our people as part of that process. So basically, all of us took our role and responsibility and the things that we did to make our job happen. And we began to all build in processes and systems that someone else could just come in and look at and basically know where to go. And we had an entire binder full of every macro, micro, and process description, which was a living document and a fluid document so that if someone on marketing went to chapter seven, and looked at all those systems, they could know what link to click and what vendor to call and all the steps in that particular process to say, put a sign in the yard or advertise a house for sale, you know, on a website, they knew all the steps in the process. And if something was broken, in other words, if there was a piece of the process we weren't doing, we caught that. If we suddenly changed something and didn't write that down, we were able to put that into the process. So this is a living document, especially in your process descriptions and your micro maps. Those are going to be changing and fluid and you want to update those on a regular basis. Your micro maps will have, and so the macro map, remember, are the big buckets and then your micro map are overviews of the main processes. So again, you know, you're going to use that to train. You're going to use that for teamwork you know, I would be able to step in, even though I was in a market focused sales position and coaching at that point, let's say there was something on the administrative side that needed to get done. And that person was sick or out on vacation. I could go to those process maps and I could figure out my way through that to accomplish something. So this created, again, this distributed decision-making organization where if a ball was getting dropped somewhere, we didn't have to wait till somebody came back to be able to pick up that ball and run with it. Any one of us at any time could pick up that ball and do our best with it. And then your descriptions. I love this because this basically can help you lower costs dramatically. You can eliminate training or it's certainly going to supplement your training but you're not going to have to repeat yourself 12 times. If you have great process descriptions, it's really easy to keep current. And each step is owned and updated locally by the step owner. So the person that owns that particular function owns updating those process maps. One of the things that is exciting about 
doing process maps is the community you can build and the teamwork that can happen as you work these out together. Because just like at the Crankset Group, when we do our leadership meetings, we'll pull out a process map and look at it and say, is this still how we do something? Is this, is there anything we're missing? Is, are there steps in here? And even after 12 years, we find, oh, we didn't, we do that, but we didn't write that in there. And so it allows everybody on the team again to give input and be able to look at, you know, creating an excellent experience for our client every time. The other thing we added in uh, recently is a commitment letter. So after we get our freedom maps done, we create a commitment around, you know, us being attentive to this and creating a little ceremony around (laughs) accomplishing this and which can create some fun and again, build relationship and build community. So I hope maybe this inspires you to think about how you can not be the bottleneck in your organization as the business owner, how you can involve the people in your organization. Many of them might know more than you do about a specific thing. So why not tap in to their talent, skill, and ability to be able to really create a really excellent experience for the team within and your client, your team without, and be able to celebrate your accomplishment. If you want to find out more about how this actually works, We'd love to have you as a guest at any one of our three to five clubs. We have some face-to-face in Denver and we have several that are virtual. And so you can contact us at Sandy at three to five club.com Sandy at three to five club.com to find out more. Again, I hope this tips helps you as you think about getting off the treadmill and making more money in less time and creating an ideal lifestyle with your business and creating some significant and getting back to the passion that brought you into business in the first place. Have a great week. This is another episode of Get Off the Treadmill podcast for business leaders. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast was helpful, please subscribe by computer or phone or connect with us at www.the3to5club.com. Discover how you can get off the treadmill, make more money and find more meaning by contacting us at grow at 3to5club.com.